welcome to Forever Can, <laughs> the podcast where we talk about the chiss a lot for some reason. I'm Justin. I'm Tim. And this week on Forever Canon, how are you guys? <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> and we're here to talk about New Jedi Order. That's is that right? That's right. New Jedi Order <laughs> Book Three: Dark Tide to Ruin by Michael A. Stackpole, chapters twenty-one through twenty-four. Because last week we talked about chapters seventeen through twenty, mm-hmm. and now we have moved on, or have we? First, bum bum bum. Previously on Forever Canon, Garky Wesk Peskita Jedi versus slaves. Anakin gets Acme captured, immediately frees himself. Sentient trees save Jedi with swelling, Jedi burn the forest. Jason watches a soldering, and Styx watches Skips. (laughs) Come on. (laughs) Come on, that's pretty good. And that's where we left off last week. Mm -hmm. Some things happen, and then... Everybody was trying to escape our secret spy mission at Garki when the, the, the Ral Roost was there with Rogue Squadron. And uh, they're, oh, look at all them. Oh, there's a lot of Yuzhan Vong out there, isn't there? <laughs> yeah, there's, there's a lot of them. They were ready and waiting for it. Or it seemed anyways. Well, it certainly does. Because chapter 21 starts with Jason giving us a count of all those Yuzhan Vong forces we left off staring at last week. There's one big ship. Seven medium ships, and at least one 64 stack for you Minecrafters of coral skippers. 64 coral skippers out there. I don't know. Is that a lot for like a fleet? It sound, they seem like it sounds like a lot. Sounds like a lot. They're concerned. Outnumbers them. Right. That's what matters. Yeah. It's all relative. There's a lot of ships out there. And then we cut two. The theme of this chapter. Jason looks at the at the at the readings. He tells Corrin Horn. We cut to Yuzhan Vong, Dane Leanne, Shadow Shai's second hand man. I don't mean to. All right. <laughs> <laughs> He's leading this force out here at Garki, thinking he'd gotten an upper hand on Shai because he got him to agree to this useless mission that was going to embarrass. Him and yeah. whatever, whatever. Wasting resources. Yeah, exactly. He's going to look like a dummy, but psych! It seems like Shadow Shy has played Dane Leanne with some sort of magic foresight. Or like tactical yeah. thinkery. He's paying, How did he know? You just see, like, maybe he's paying more attention. He's not just having conversations with Alagos. He's he, actually paying attention to other stuff, He is too. definitely the smartest Yuzhan Vong that we've met so far. Mm-hmm. I mean, most of them have been mindless slaves. Yeah. Especially if you've only read these two books. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just saying. Uh, looks like Dane Leanne, going to be a fool. Cut to Admiral Crayfay telling his crew to execute Order 66. I mean, Delta Case. That's not that's not as good of a name. No, it's not. They have some sort of plan. And uh, the plan is we don't need to win the battle. We just need to win some time so we, re- we can recover the ship and escape. We're not trying to destroy this fleet of Yuzhan Vong. Get our priorities straight. Yeah. We're trying to recover these Jedi and their information 
and get the hell out of here. Yeah, do some damage if we can, but just hold them off until it's time to leave. Delta case. We cut to Jaina in a quote portside barrel roll. Mm-hmm. So far, I don't think you pointed this out. It comes up later, but so far, I don't think starboard ever. So far, she's a reverse Zoolander. Where he's like, I can't turn left. He's like, model walk down the runway. He always has to turn one direction. Mm-hmm. Is it just like, is it like a character limit thing? Is it like port is four letters, dude. Starboard is nine. If I wrote starboard as many times as I wrote port, there'd be 13 extra pages in this book. <laughs> right? Like just a density of word. Like that word is twice as big. Is that is like why is it always port? It's so frequently, so often. Mm-hmm. Port, 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 port. Jaina in a portside barrel roll. Ha ha ha. She and Annie, her wingmate, who's very important and has a name, and is definitely gonna stay alive forever. Yep. As all <laughs> Rogue Squadron wingmates and fighters pilots always do. She and Annie are out there putting the New Republic tactics to use, taking out some skips. Yep. But they're outmatched, and they can't just run, because they have to wait to recover the ship. We cut to. <laughs> Dane Leanne feels like he's winning. He's looking forward to all that future praise. Cut to. Pelion on the Chimera, Thrawn's former ship. Yep. They mention. Oh, he was a Chiss, right? Certainly was. One of the blue guys. And Pelion is watching what's happening at Garki and then jumping into Garki to join the fracas. Because he, of course, has a plan. If I may read this for you. For decades, he had dreamed of finding a new Republic task force in such a compromising position. He would plan out an ambush as he had done here, then order it executed. He smiled as he imagined their surprise. Hey, hey, wait a minute. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. (laughs) What am I reading here? (laughs) Because that really sounds a lot like the old Imperial Empire. Well, that was redundant. Is going to betray everybody? Yeah, it really sounds like the Republic's in trouble. I wish I've wished all my life to come across... A new Republic force in need of saving so that I could destroy them or capture them or... Yeah. Co-op their And then he's like, now I'm going to plan an ambush. But I think, you know, that's a red herring. That's like a pretty pretty obvious misdirection. Misleading us. Because he seems like an actually upstanding, moralistic guy. Man of honor. Man of his word. At least. Yeah. (laughs) At the very least. He may have always again, dreamt of this. Relative to the rest of the Imperials. Yeah, he, he may have always dreamt of this, but he does... It seems that he knows that this other threat's a little bit bigger. Yeah, we'll deal with that. I think he's planning an ambush for the bad guys, Tim. I hope it's not an evil empire thing. Uh-oh. <laughs> Imagine trying to fight everybody all at once. Good luck. Everybody dies. Yeah, you just leave. Just... I guess that's the point. That's what they've been saying the whole time. Is that if we're all just fighting each other... Well, Yuzhan Vong are going to destroy us, and so on and so forth. And we guess what? Cut to Jason is worried to see Imperials, and Corin is relieved. What are we to believe here, Timothy? Dog's got a little woof going. 
because people are slamming doors apparently as hard as they can outside. Yeah. Cut to Imperial ships that Jaina doesn't recognize. Jaina. Yeah. She sees a, a Thai cockpit with four arms that look like claws. She calls it, quote, a claw-like fighter. She doesn't know a ship. Yeah. Jaina Solo, our pilot extraordinaire, like Rogue Squadron historian. Yeah. Family is heroes of history. Especially an Imperial ship. That would have been just part of regular school, right? She don't know a Chiss Clawcraft when she sees one. Because here we are. Talking about the Chiss again. This engine head, Jaina Sticks Solo, don't know a Clawcraft when she sees one. I find that a bit dense, maybe. Because wasn't there a whole war with Thrawn and stuff? Yeah, not <laughs> where, where, too long ago, really, even. Yeah, but he was, I guess, Imperial. Not Maybe he didn't actually uh, have access to Chiss ships. He was Chiss, of course, but like mm-hmm. he was in the Empire as an Imperial yeah admiral so anyways i'm just was i was actually floored directly out of the story that i recognized a ship by description yeah and jana solo (laughs) did not that blew my mind chiss chiss everywhere anyways she sees this ship she doesn't know but it's okay because she feels jason safe on the rowl roost and over the comms is informed that the rogues have just been saved by the son of a chiss. Chiss, 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 chiss. <laughs> <laughs> She's been saved by the son of a chiss. His father, General Baron Soontir Fell. Look at that name. Some titles and some fancy names. Soontir. Yes. Fell. I like his name. General Baron is sounds actually like a lower rank of Baron though. I know it's a military rank and then like his, uh, <laughs> he's, he's, uh what would you call it? A social rank or whatever? Yeah. He's just a general Baron. Yeah. He's just like, one of those general, it's not a specific Baron. <laughs> <laughs> it's, just, it's just general Baron, <laughs> but he's got a cool name and we got Chiss coming into the story. They just came and saved rogue squadrons. Tail. Flux. All right, <laughs> and it's they late. are. It's late. And they are on top of their. They are good flyers, good fighters. Mm-hmm. Just based on just the oh, yeah. small description we get here. Yeah, yeah. They're it, on top of it. It's funny that you mentioned small description because my next note is that for an action chapter, which we've now reached the end of, mm-hmm. very little action actually. One ship got blown up. We cut through like five different perspectives in one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. I think I counted that right. Nine different like uh, perspective segments mm-hmm. in an action chapter. And most of it was like, whoa, look at what's going on there. Jason's <laughs> looking at the things. Yeah. Pally haunts watching. Look at all that action. Whoa, life's crazy, isn't it? <laughs> you know? And then, like, the action segments are sort of short, which is fine. I didn't have actually any problem with this chapter. No. Just when I reached the end of it, I was like, oh, this was a, this was like an action scene where we kept cutting to people sitting down looking at the television. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Being like, this is what's happening. It was only Jaina was the only person in any action. Yeah. Her and Annie 
got one ship. And I guess and then... Dane, Dane Leanne, but he's look. He's going to be looking so forward to all that future praise that he's going to get now that everybody is getting away. Yep. That's going to be bad news for him for sure anyways, right? So many perspective cuts though. Holy crap, I haven't written cut two that many times in a chapter and I don't know how long. And, I, and in this chapter, they use the word port at least four times. It yes. must be a short word thing. It could be. They do use the word starboard for Jaina, like I was saying is earlier. Is that this chapter? It or was. Is that, was it? I thought yeah. it was a later chapter. No, it was right after the yeah, port okay. side barrel roll. You showed it to me. I was I was actually mad. <laughs> I said, no, liar, show me. <laughs> but they explain why she always goes to port. Because she's always on Annie's she's, port she's side. She's on the left. Yeah. And that's her open space. And I think we even we said that. We talked about that yeah, last yeah. week, but, but we didn't have any proof of it until now. But still, you're not flying side by side in tandem synchronized the entire battle yeah so like you can go right sometimes Mm -hmm. and might have to even if she's on your right you can go down to the right you can go up to the right because we're in three-dimensional space yes like you're not cars on a racetrack right regardless port is four letters Mm -hmm. and honestly just stop just stop we don't need do we need directional description every time if we're just getting like two seconds of action? Yeah. Not really. She cut away. Yeah. She rolled towards. <laughs> she rolled behind. Beside. But it's like, that's she, not science fiction language, yeah. right? She 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 made a, just even like made a roll or rolled off to the side. <laughs> she took a left. <laughs> Anyways, okay. That's the end of this chapter. How yeah. about, how about uh, a chapter title, Tim? Uh, predators by nature. Oh, damn it. Dude. Nice. Coming with hot fire right <laughs> up at the top. Somebody came prepared with chapter titles this I week, did. did he? I just went with Chimera. Okay. I was so excited about that ship and then the Chiss and then Pelion. And then I was like, actually, this war force that they're putting together is quite a chimeric sort of mm-hmm. entity with a bunch of mishmash parts all working together to serve a single purpose. Yep. It does work. I retroactively decided <laughs> it was depth. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Chapter 22. Chapter 22. Turn the page. We cut to the bad guys who we actually get in the heads of, get the perspective of, get personal with. In this book. Mm-hmm. Not to smash the other book every chance I get. It's and, nice end though. of sentence. <laughs> Shadow Shy is on the sur ow, bit my lip. <laughs> is on the surface of Garky. <laughs> Disgusted with Craig Val's death and failure. Remember he was like bragging about what a great job this guy was doing before like yeah he was ta- talking to elagos or something or was he talking to dane leanne or whatever whatever it was yeah one of them they were bragging about the success of gurky that craig val was having and his second in command a vong named runk das r-u-n-c-k mm-hmm. you can't pronounce it any differently like once again like say the the things out loud when you type them or you're being obtuse on purpose. And it's just too often. Okay. Wlesk. Pskdkad. <laughs> I get it. But are these like, they have English translations. These words get translated into basic Arabesh at any point. Or are they all just clicks and tickles in the back of your throat? 
Runk Das gets assaulted and abused for being alive mm-hmm. when his commanding officer is dead. Obviously, you didn't fight hard enough if you didn't die with your commander. What are you telling me? What are, yeah. you, what are you bragging to me about? Yeah. Or die instead of, maybe. Yeah, or Would've both. Been better. Or everything. Yeah. So, you know, these are bad guys. And they're, like, doing bad guy stuff all the time. Always mm-hmm. hurting each other and other people and themselves. And This guy gets assaulted. He gets abused. And then, turns out this Runk Das has some information. He calls the, quote, Jedi, which I always like. Mm-hmm. He calls them Yellow Blade. And silver blade. Now that almost sounds stupid and corny, but for me, I'm like, oh, that's cool. Actually, I that I like sounds it. cool. And I understand, it's just a misunderstanding. Yeah. Thing, but and they wouldn't know necessarily that each Jedi has their own specific color of lightsaber. So here's the descriptor. I don't know yeah. the name, but I don't know. Maybe they do though, because. Remember, they're like, well, they've been in the galaxy for 50 years studying everything. That's true. So maybe they even know, like, how to build their own if they wanted to. But who knows? They could have captured a Jedi or a Force user with that information at any point Mm -hmm. in 50 years. And it's just like, this is the first time the Jedi are getting together, really. And so how would anyone ever know? Yeah. Oh, so-and-so went missing. Well, they must... Something happened, obviously. Yeah. (laughs) Oh. We don't have a council. Mm, salute, dust in the wind, blow off some Ravager fireworks, whatever you're going to do. But anyways, something about the Yuzhan Vong. They're bad guys. And don't you know, even if you know that there's a yellow blade and a silver blade, which again, actually cool, you're going to die. Mm. We find out that the smart trees burning them down, that definitely worked. Because the Vong are like, we have no idea what happened here. They burned the forest and all the bodies with the Von Dun crab armor that had uh, swollen up and choked everybody to death, right? Yep. All of the evidence has been burned to the ground. Just like superhero Jedi Cornhorn ordered and wanted. And it worked. <laughs> so is that supposed to like justify burning down an entire forest of thinking, living yeah. things that saved your life? I don't know, but guess what? Since you don't know what the heck happened here at this forest, I'm going to put my boot on your throat and twist it so that the skull separates from the spine. And you're dead now. Yep. Because you know what happens if you fail in this culture? You die. How is there anyone alive in this culture? Because I don't know if you noticed. Only the winners. These should all be his failures, too. He's their commander. Yeah. Right. And so, like. You get that whatever level of removal of responsibility and the stratification of your hierarchy. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> 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 I, just, I, just, I just time traveled or something to put that sentence together. But like, you know, whatever. The excuses that they make to distance themselves from other people's failures. But you're killing this guy for surviving. Yeah. <laughs> With information. That was helpful to you. And so, like, the whole thing, it happens all the time in in media, in literature, and whatever. You try to paint the bad guys so bad that their culture now doesn't make sense. Yeah. <laughs> like, how can you just kill anybody anytime, all the time, torture everybody anytime, all the time, 
and still have functioning yeah culture and society like, i don't i don't understand and, how you do that and f- the torture the punishment yeah makes sense the murder if you failed does not and i'll tell you also in this book yeah right okay so yeah there should be consequences yeah but the consequence for everything shouldn't be i pop your head off <laughs> otherwise like you run out of competent people yeah and then the, your society falls apart but you mentioned the torture thing and like every scene in, in these books of the Yuzhan Vong, specifically this book where like we're getting up close and personal with characters with names. Every scene of them is torture porn. Yeah. And like uh, it's getting old already. Mm-hmm. Three books out of 19 in. Like it's always so so he- heavy handed or whatever. Like yeah. To... to Really let us know how disgusting and deplorable and unsavable and unworthy of like respect or whatever. Like these bad guys are so bad, Tim. Yeah, and hopefully as these books continue through the series, that kind of goes away a little bit. And we, like we don't, it's not always torture and for, at the, at for s- just torture's sake. The, the first scene of every single time there's torture going on every single time they come into the book. Yeah, like always, always. Always. Last time we saw him was he was watching Elagos carry heavy rocks as part of his punishment and torture or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's supposed to enlighten him on understanding the Yuzhan Vong ways and stuff. But yeah, I don't know. The Elagos thing wasn't so bothersome because first of all, it was way more minor. But it wasn't just frivolous murdering of your own people. Yeah. Like that's just it doesn't it just doesn't make sense all the time. Mm-hmm. Every time all the time he's like killing somebody yep or like oh i'm definitely gonna kill somebody next time i see that <laughs> somebody i don't know man. it just doesn't make a whole lot of sense i'll tell you what dane leanne he better he better figure out what the hell happened here at garky or else he's next that's pretty much the ultimatum he gets and that's the way this society goes he sends away his aide de camp and he brings in his uh Prisoner of War. <laughs> yeah. Elagos and starts consulting with Elagos. What do you think your people were doing here? What do you think happened and stuff? And Elagos is forced to tell Shadow Shai that Silverblade is named Corin Horn. Mm-hmm. And he says it like back in this phonetically broken <laughs> way. Or yeah, with a Kavran or yeah. whatever it is. Koran <laughs> Horan. Since... Elagos happens to know so much about the Jedi. Shadow Shai makes Elagos his ambassador. Mm-hmm. Because he says to Elagos, I don't think this war has to continue. I think there's a way to solve this conflict with an accord. Yeah. With a legal agreement. We can come with to some sort of agreement. Some sort of agreement. And, uh, you know, like that's like, that's Putin shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll have peace talks with Ukraine. While we bomb the shit out of all of their cities still. Murder people in the streets and way, 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 way worse things I'm not going to say. But like, that's the the only, you're going to come to the table and say, you have to give me all your galaxy. Yeah. (laughs) Like, and that's your negotiation. Well, you got to give me what I want. Uh, That's that's what I foresee anyways. There's no way they're going to be like, can we just have a couple? 
We're just going to hang out over here. We'll leave you guys alone forever. Promise. Pinky swear. Maybe they don't have pinkies left. Get Find one. But like, I don't know. You know, this like... It, this this talk of be my ambassador and go deliver this message for me yeah. seems very uh, in ill faith. And the way he says it, how he has to prepare Alagos to deliver his message. Um, a quote, message they cannot possibly fail to understand. Yeah. Oh, wait a second. Sounds bad. Yeah, I just... But, ooh. <laughs> What's in the box? It's going to be a what's in the box type of situation, isn't it? I think so. Oh my God. I didn't even put that together till just now. Yeah, I was I, like, I was yeah. like, oh, what message is he going to say? <laughs> no, it's not going to be a verbal message, is it? I don't think so. I think that he's going to send parts of this guy in a box a la the movie seven. Mm-hmm. That's going to be... Okay, look out for that. Heads up for that. It'll definitely deliver a message. Chapter title? <laughs> uh, Silverblade. Ooh, I went with Jedi Silverblade. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Which sounds like a folk hero in a fantasy story. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> Chapter 23. We're going. We're moving. We're doing it. And we've moved. Everyone. All of our new, our new Republic escapees. The Imperial Fleet. Everyone has gone to Ithor, the home of the Ithorians. Mm-hmm. The reverse hammerhead shark-faced aliens. Where, like, they're wider at the bottom than the top. Yeah. <laughs> but still flat like a like yep. a posturepedic chair. <laughs> <laughs> home of the Ithorians. And also the home of the smart trees. Because that was the whole thing about burning it down, was that these trees are at Ithor, and if we can get more of this pollen that their armor is allergic to, this could be an upper hand in the war. That's why we have to burn this place down, because if they figure out what happened, there goes maybe a possible advantage. Puppy dreams happening. Mm-hmm. And so... And that is actually a a tactic that the Yuzhan Vong would respect. They right. are using a living thing, doing a thing. Yeah. They would actually be not okay with losing that way but <laughs> it would be a, a respectable uh weapon of yeah choice. they weren't killed by some sort of Robots. infernal <laughs> something or other yeah where are those right where are those droids when you need them <laughs> oh i'm so dumb at this show sometimes you know you know what i'm saying Oh, some of you guys know. Some of you guys have <laughs> listened to other episodes. You know, they hide. They're in the wall. I guess sometimes so are other people. <laughs> if you've listened to this. What a weird show we're doing. Okay, 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 okay. Everyone's at Ithor. And by everyone, I mean pretty much everyone. Mm-hmm. Admirals Crefe and Pelion are both here. Jedi's Horn and Skywalker are also here. And... We better come up with a plan quick, because politicians are coming. Because yep. we had to ask for backup and sound the alarms and stuff after we escaped, right? Yeah. Uh, They're like, let's let's talk like people until the politicians. Well, let's handle show up. it like military. Yeah. This needs to be solved by the military. This is a war. We can't. We need to decide what we're doing now before the politicians get in here and try and leverage things around for their own personal power. Yeah. Which. 
if you've met the president of the galaxy, ugh. Mm-hmm. Horsk, fuck yeah. I know mm-hmm. we're trying to... It's, it's, a, it's a science. Fiction names, not <laughs> verbal filth. Oh, boy. Everyone's here. Come up with a plan. We got to figure it out before the politicians get here because we've reached a tipping point. And if I may read from the book, this is Pallion speaking. The battle for Ithor will determine the course of the war against the Yuzhan Vong. <laughs> Dogmo. If we win here, they are blunted and can be driven back. If we lose here, I am not sanguine about the New Republic's chances for survival, nor those of Imperial space. Let me just reiterate why I'm reading this. If we win here, they are blunted and can be driven back. Maybe if you're reading this as the books are coming out, it's different. But knowing that this is book three of 19, Teen book war series. I don't think we're gonna win here. D- d- I think we're not with the foreknowledge we have. I think either bad things are about to happen at Ithor, or we're gonna spend a lot of books fixing up Cernpedal. I don't know how, but <laughs> this is what I think was gonna happen in this book. That's all I'm saying. Luke Skywalker pipes up over uh, all the military men, and he says, "Hey, not sure the Ithorians." will uh, synthesize murder tree pollen for us. Uh, they love life, and uh, probably will be hard to convince them to make some magic science that kills a lot of people. Yes, this is another super weapon thing conversation. Well, yeah, up. we start talking about super weapons right here, and uh, the New Republic says, we don't have any. And the Empire's like, yeah, we don't have any either. You'd know. <laughs> I think yep. everybody winks at each other across the table. <laughs> they show each other their hands. In a psychological uh, reveal that you're a liar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Look, I have nothing to hide except everything in my head. <laughs> yeah. Look at my head. Anyways, anyways. Super weapon talk. We don't have any. We don't have any either. There's no way that's true. Even Luke Skywalker said there could be something in the Maw. You know, Dala seems to have destroyed whatever was out there, but you never know what could be in the Maw. We're already looking. We were looking for a second eye of Palpatine. By the way. Luke Skywalker showed up and saved, like, Anakin, like, met up with Anakin after Anakin saved himself, and mm-hmm. Deshara Kor was there, and we just, we've moved on past that. Yep. At least for now. I'm sure when we cut back to Anakin at some point, we'll resolve uh, more of that story, and Chalco and whatever. <laughs> Good God. Chalco. But, like, we see, he seriously walked in that door, and then now he's sitting at this table. And, yeah, it's, just been, saying. it's been a minute, too. Just saying. <laughs> here he is he's got things to say super weapon talk okay also uh again we re- reiterate in the conversation uh, Thorians are super peaceful mm-hmm. don't forget that i think another really peaceful part of the galaxy is about to be destroyed i think that's why uh, we're being told so, uh, so many times that like they're they're non-violent they're pacifists mm-hmm. they're they're life-loving peace huggers what <laughs> Just like Elagos. Hug all the pieces. Yeah, oh, he's going to be a lot of pieces also. <laughs> Don't hug those pieces. Admiral Crefe in this conversation, says, listen, we're going to come up with this plan, and I'm going to tell everybody that I'm in charge. But really, 
Admiral Pelion, I would like you to be in charge of this mission. Very reasonably saying, you have like decades more experience than I do, as competent as I am. You should be in charge. I'll be your second in command. Mm -hmm. And right away, we're getting this blend immediately. After the first like military joint effort where the Imperials came and saved everybody, immediately Pelion is going to be in charge of the next mission. Yeah. Which includes mixed forces, right? Because the politicians aren't around to go, no, no, no. No, we can't possibly do that. That would lose leverage and we'd have to save face and other politics talk. Yeah. He wants old Gill in command, which I like. It's a really good tactical choice. Yeah. Another thing comes up in the conversation. This one hasn't come up in a while, actually. We don't know the Vong. Mm-hmm. We don't know anything about them. We don't know what they're going to do here. We don't know what they're doing at Cernpadal. We don't know what they're doing. We don't know who they are, where they came from, how they do what they do. We don't know them. Yeah. Don't forget that. It's always important in every book. Something they're going to, the Yuzhan Vong are going to do something freaky weird that we haven't seen yet, right? Which is, it's only book three. We've, they've only been around for, I don't know, 10 years in actual books. How long of time have we covered, do you think, since Vector Prime to now? Oh, it can't be long. But is it weeks or is it months? I would say months. Like three or six? Closer to three. You picked all the things that I was thinking too. <laughs> <laughs> so that's now officially <laughs> canon in my head. <laughs> we don't know the Vong though. Who knows what they're going to do? They do something crazy every book. Last time they made a black hole so big, I had to do a crazy thing and take control of it in the force. Yeah, was that last book or was that earlier? No, that was last book. Yes. Anyways, end of conversation is we're going to be doing a double-sided mission here because not only do we need to fight off the Yuzhan Vong, we need to defend this defenseless and innocent planet. Somehow. We have to somehow figure out what are we going to do to defend them? I don't know. Uh, How about don't come here? Yeah. How about you all stop leading the Yuzhan Vong from planet to planet chasing you? It's a good Although, choice. what do you do? Just die at Debrillion and that'd be the end of it and they never see another planet again or something? No, that's it's not realistic, realistically what's going to happen. But a certain, from a certain point of view, they're leading destruction everywhere they go, yeah. right? They they ran from Helska 4 to Debrillion. Helska 4 destroyed. Debrillion taken over. They ran from Debrillion to Garki. No. Where, no. Uh, it, Dantooine. Yep. Dantooine taken over. <laughs> you had to run from Dantooine back to Coruscant. Then we split up different places. We go to Garki. We go here. But now we've led them all to Ithor. Yeah. I said that weird. You did. They're also talking about like how when they set up their ships because they're expecting this, these Vong to come. That if they they might have to abandon other planets in order to set this up. Yeah, yeah. We might have to let Agamar fall. Yeah. In order to save Ithor and protect the rest of the evacuation route from Garki. Oh my god. Yeah, and I don't know. Never before have I had to think of so many planets at the same time. All at the same time. This, like, galactic war thing is big. Yeah. Already. And we're in, like, one pocket of the galaxy. Yeah. 
It's already a lot of planets to think about. And I don't know if it comes up right now or later on in this chapter. Like, I know we don't have much left of this chapter, but they talk about we're screwed either way. So we have to we have to choose our course now before yeah. the politicians show up. Yeah, and the obvious choice is that we we can't st- stretch ourselves, spread ourselves too thin. We yeah. have to let Agamar fall. Mm-hmm. We have to give up a planet, an entire planet of our population. We yeah. have to, and an important one too, because that's the quickest path for the Imperial Remnant to get into the New Republic. Right, place. it's going to be like a blockade. For the remnant to get in and help out. Yep. But what's the other alternative? Spread ourselves too thin and get smushed into paste. Also in this conversation, Chiss. <laughs> they keep coming up, Tim. Yes, they do. Well, they're here now, so it's fair. <laughs> but Luke Skywalker starts talking some Chiss. And he says, Back during the Bothan crisis, when I went to find Mara... We found Admiral Park and Baron Fell. They were overseeing an effort set up by Thrawn, including a facility to clone a replacement of Thrawn. They indicated there was fighting going on in the unknown regions, that they were holding back some sort of threat to the Empire out there. They were no threat to us, so passing on the information about their existence out there would have been a distraction from the peace process. The Chiss have been in the unknown regions... Fighting off some potentially invasive, unknown, expansive force of destroyers. Mm-hmm. That's what's happening here. Yep. They've been doing it in the unknown regions. How is there still unknown space? Yeah. That's, I mean, that's, it's a big galaxy, right? It Got really map is. everything. But like, the Chiss, eh? Talk about the Chiss a lot. I wonder what they're up to out there. What could that be? I wonder if we'll find out in about six books a year. Uh, carry the two. <laughs> about about three years? <laughs> I wonder what the Chiss are up to. I wonder if we'll find out in about three years for now. Mm-hmm. We have two weeks until the politicians arrive. End of chapter. Mm-hmm. Everybody comes together, and these four, right? Yeah, Crefe, Pelion, Luke, and Corin. Really, the three. Like these are the three um, heads of our three factions. Yeah, because the Jedi are outside of the New Republics, and the, the, the president hates them. the The public opinion of them is up in the air after Worth Skitter's little incident and whatever, whatever. You have the Imperials led by Pelion, and then the New Republic truly being led, like with goodwill, you know, and, and good intention by what's his face? Crayfe. Yep. Borsk's cousin. <laughs> yeah. We got all three of our main combatants on the same page now. And we're doing it with all of the best versions of them. Yeah. Pelion is the like the most moralistic, like most upstanding, trustworthy, like the best dude mm-hmm. in the Empire. Luke Skywalker is the best of the Jedi, and Crayfe seems to be one of the best of the military. Yeah. Other than our best friends like uh, Wedge Antilles and Tycho Kelchu. Did I say that? I was right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We've got like 
the best of the best coming together to save the galaxy right now. That's understated in this chapter. Yeah. But huge. And in a cohesive, they are all on the same page that they that's, say. That's the other thing, right? Yeah, is that all three of these dudes are like, well, we all understand what's right and wrong. So this is right. This is wrong. Everybody nods their heads. And then they're like, let's sign a deal before everybody shows up and screws us all up for us. Yeah. Right at the end, Pallion goes, there's no good choices or there's right. no right choices. In war. And, or yeah. So he yeah. he knows that bad things are going to happen. It's the, And he's letting his troops know. Yeah. His leaders, his second in command, mm-hmm. his Jedi at hand. I don't know how they're <laughs> going to be used or employed. But that, this is a good chapter. Yep. For being just a conversation. Yeah. It's good. <laughs> the talking between okay. three. Luke Skywalker yeah. dropping bombs about the Chiss back in the day. Oh, what are they doing? Something something important. <laughs> something we, something secret. Something important. But they weren't bothering us, so we didn't bother them. That's right. At the time, we were too busy trying to put the New Republic back together. Nope. Together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, priorities. How about a chapter title? I got uh, the binders I choose. Oh, that's good. You're oh, you're better than me today. You're hot. I got responsibility and risk. I was struggling. Every one I was like, I can't find words I even like. There's good ones in there. <laughs> you're getting them all. You're word searching the shit out of them. <laughs> Chapter twenty four. Jaina Solo. In a floating dome city above Ithor's jungles is uncomfortable in her formal Jedi ropes. Yep. And I wonder if this is like, is this a subtext thing about like, does either twin want to be a Jedi right now? I Cause, know. Because, you know, she hasn't been uncomfortable in her Rogue Squadron jumpsuit once. Mm-hmm. And would she have been uncomfortable if she wasn't in her formal dress attire? Maybe not. But is that unconsciously part of it subconsciously she loves being a pilot with rogue squadron yeah and being and, a jedi helps and but. she doesn't like being here as a solo and a jedi she'd rather be here as part of the rogue Squadron. yeah she's jealous of gavin darklighter yeah obviously leader he, of rogue yeah squadron. he gets to be here to represent the rogues i gotta she be here as a solo jedi. Like she both but yeah she, she says solo and and yeah, jedi she, she says exactly that yeah She's not there for in the position that she earned nice. for herself. Nice. And that's what bothers her about it. Yeah. And maybe that is what will like cause her friction with her Jedi whatever uh, life or commitment <laughs> or whatever will be the fact that like I've already earned so much in the military or something. Mm-hmm. She hasn't earned much yet, but I don't know. I assume she will. I never know. Her and Annie could be. They can mix up their port and starboard any moment and just crash right into each other. You always got to go left. Anyways, anyways, anyways. Remember we talked about how the politicians are going to be here in two weeks? Mm-hmm. We skipped that. Yeah, two weeks. Skip that two weeks. We had two weeks for everyone to interact with each other. Jason's here. Jane is here. Where's Anakin? I assume he's here. Luke's here, so Mara must have came with him. Yeah. Anakin's, yeah, Anakin's got to be there. He must be here. Chalco's there. <sighs> Most important. VIP. <laughs> what? is that guy doing right now <laughs> is he at this party oh is that gonna be like the next chapter 25 will be anakin and chalco at the party and he's like grifting all these uh, <laughs> politicians and stealing from people and 
Okay, I could get down with that. Even though he doesn't belong, that'd be a fun chapter. Okay, okay. Focus, Tim. Mm-hmm. We're almost done. Don't get distracted. It's fancy party rhyme. What? Fancy party time. Don't make me rhyme. For some absurd reason, why are we having a really fancy party? I understand the politicians are here, and I understand we're doing politics, but does everyone here not understand what's about to happen? It could the Yuzhan Vlong could be here anytime. Ethorian deal. What guar- I don't know. What guarantee do we have? No, it's all just politics. Like you have to yeah. accept these people to your world. It is for the Ethorians, but yeah, like with pomp and circumstance, and make a big deal out of them so they don't feel slighted, as we'll see coming up in a moment. But like, what guarantees do we have that this whole thing doesn't just get sucked into a black hole right now? Yeah, someone's shaking someone's hand and then they're dead. Hyperspace happens, right? I'm here. <laughs> yeah. Pew, 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 pew. Or I guess like the sound of rocks shooting out of rocks in space. No sound. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Those beautiful seismic charges from episode two. Not real, bro. No sound in space. Mm-hmm. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Back to the chapter. Oh, back to the chapter. Jane is uncomfortable in her clothes. The politicians are here. They're shaking hands. They're kissing babies. They're all schmoozing. We are having an absurd party. And P.S. Ganner is changing. Mm-hmm. His formerly reckless, violent tune has changed. Yeah, pompous, even. He but... is now sitting apart from Kip Durin and Worth Skidder and Octoramus. Mm-hmm. The the faction of the Jedi that want to strike and attack. He would have been if, and I don't think they're wrong. He but. was friends with the Shar Corps too, because they were all part of that. They were all idea. part of the Let's Go Fight Club. Mm-hmm. But then he spoke up with this soldered gash on his face and said, "Actually, uh, I don't know if we should underestimate the Yuzhan Vong." And they laughed him out of their group because it's preschool. Yeah. So now yep. Worth Skidder is a he's a Jedi with no he's on he's on his own. Mm-hmm. He's got no click. He's got no group. But he has realized his mortality. So hopefully that saves his life. Oh, P.S. Also, he doesn't regret saving Cornhorn's life. Why Why would you? <laughs> yeah. Oh, why? Because your friends are mad at you? Well, and I think it's he doesn't regret it because without saving his life, he wouldn't have learned the lessons that he's learned. Of course. But... Listen to how stupid that is to say out loud. Yeah. Not not the lessons thing, but the, oh man, I'm really glad I didn't let that guy die. Of course you are. <laughs> of course you are. What is the alternative? You're, uh, you wish he was dead? Oh, I wish, I, I wish that, that fellow Jedi was dead, actually. I wish I personally didn't save his life. Of course. Like, what is, it's just a stupid... Yeah. Or maybe just an uncomfortable in conversation at a, at a fancy party, like ah, no, nah, oh, uh, it says a weird thing or something. But, and, and he only he only feels grateful, or he only doesn't regret it for his own personal lesson yeah, gained. He's learned something yeah. from it. Thank God. Not like <laughs> I was a good person. He's got a wife and kids, and like I treated his son really badly, and like uh, yeah, <laughs> you know, stuff. he still got some growing to do. A lot of stuff. Back to Jaina Solo, the star of my heart. She has been running simulations with Rogue Squadron and the Imperials and the Chiss because they have their own squadron. That's who came and saved the Rogues, right? It was mm-hmm. a whole squadron of Chiss, and there's only one. Yeah. Squadron. <laughs> Highlander. 
She's been running Sims. They've all been running Sims for two weeks because that's how long it took the politicians to get here. And she is dying to get a look at the squad leader for the Chiss. And when she thinks that, she sort of blushes for a minute and she pushes it down. But she's like, oh, that that whoever that is keeps killing me in the simulations. And I'm really impressed. And they like kill everybody in order of weakness. <laughs> yeah. Start at the top and work your way down, I think. The reverse. Start uh, with the weakest and pick them all off until you get to the strongest. I, I thought that's what... Either way, either way. Methodically picking off all the pilots one by one. Mm-hmm. And she's like, whoever this is must be incredible. Oh my God, I can't wait to see who this person is. Smoking me in the simulations. In the Sims. Not yeah. the Sims. <laughs> <laughs> Put me in a pool and deleted the ladder. Yeah, and what does it say? Because they take turns being skips, being like their part yeah, of the yeah, squadron. Yeah, yeah. And the only two people to ever have beaten him were Wedge uh-huh. and Tycho beat him. Yeah, the two legends of Rogue Squadron. Yeah. And she's probably the other closest one, right? Yeah, everybody else has just been smoked by this guy. Yeah. And then he enters the room. And his presence in the force is white hot. White hot. Wink. <laughs> so, Jaina, if I may read from the book, rose up on tiptoes to see who it was, then felt a shock run through her. All right, Doug's just having a scratch. We'll just let him go ahead and carry on with that. You good? You good? Dougie, on your bed. She rose up on tiptoes to see who it was, then felt a shock run through her. Don't talk to me. I'm reading. At the head of a dozen blue-skinned chiss came a human, walking along with a crisp formality to his step. Taller than she was, but not as tall as Ganner. Well, I don't know why I needed that comparison. He had a wiry muscularity about him that his black uniform could not hide. His black hair had been cut short, which showed off a white lock that traced the line of a scar that started at his right eyebrow and ran back into his hair. His pale green eyes seemed tinged with a chill that matched his manner. Only the red stripes along his pants legs and cuffing his sleeves seemed at odds with his solemnity. That was an entire paragraph, about seven lines, describing this new character. Mm -hmm. I wonder if he's going to be important. That's why I had to absolutely stop and pause to to read that. Also, because Gina was so desperate to get a look at this person, then felt him in the force and was like, oh my God, what is that? Gets up on her tippy toes, because she's short like her mom. To peek over everybody, and she sees all of that full-on yeah. description. The feeling that she gets, like in the force, she's felt it before. Like it's the confidence, yeah. like that her, just, her dad and Wedge and them have. It's normal people maximum power. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, readers and listeners, please put your hands together in welcoming Jagged Fell. He's cool. Trust me. <laughs> Jagged Fell. White. Hot. In the force. Get it? Because he's not a chiss. Mm-hmm. He's white. 
<laughs> yes, thank like you. Definitely hot. <laughs> Black hair, green eyes, muscles, <laughs> guy, <laughs> hot. <laughs> Scar, premature white hair, hot. Ask my second grade teacher, Mr. Angus. <laughs> Shout out to Brian if you're listening. Oh. <laughs> Uh, are you all? Is everyone calm down uh, now? That, calm down now from there. from that rousing round of applause. Jagged Fell takes the stage, walks right past all the politicians. Mm-hmm. Shakes Admiral Crayface's hand. Luke, Pelion, right? Leia, she's up there. She gets name dropped. Mm-hmm. He gives Wedge a hug. Gives Wedge a hug, and then. He walks right up to Jaina, like parting the crowd coming down from the stage, direct eye contact, Yeah, walks right up to Jaina, and she blushes for the second time. Mm-hmm. Wink! White hot! <laughs> Wink! <laughs> Just saying. Just like Mara touching her belly, we know we're, we're we know what we're being told here. Mm-hmm. It's very clear, and it's actually really well written. This is incredible. Yeah, this introduction, this entrance, this first meeting between these two people is fantastic. And it, just him walking he up, Wedge. it shows it shows you what what Jag is all about he's not yes. about the politician you know where he stands he's, he's not about pomp and circumstance he's he respects ability yes and that's why after every other person on that stage he goes right to the next most deserving person mm-hmm. who has been the toughest challenge in all the simulations working his way just like he does in the and he walks up to her and he goes oh and a jedi too not just the most amazing pilot i've ever seen also a jedi yep White hot wedge hugged him. It's his nephew. <laughs> I wrote that what? <laughs> um, <laughs> what? How? I don't know how. How does how? I'm sure we'll find out. Yeah. Whew. And uh, also, uh, he has offended every politician here that we hate. Mm-hmm. So we're definitely gonna like this guy. <laughs> All the politicians are so mad. That uh, the Senator Puo, the Quarren, and uh, Borsk Falia, the Bothan, call him a racist imperial. And Jagged Fell, with a tone in his voice, destroys them with a beautiful speech. Yeah. I hugged the other Bothan. You're just a dick. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> Don't call me racist, you idiot. You're just yeah. not deserving of my time because you offer nothing to my military what we're here to do. We're not here for you. We're not here for that. I love this guy. I immediately love this guy. White hot. Jaina and Jag lock eyes at the end of the chapter and both exchange a vow to win this battle. Yeah. Maybe not save Ithor, but we will win this battle. Very very exciting entrance, man, to the series. Yeah. Chiss, cool. Jag, cool. Book, cool. <laughs> White, hot. 
That's not my chapter title, but it should be. <laughs> Woo! All right, okay, well, spoiler alert, I guess. Chapter title, Tim? Wait, got, wait, wait. Anything, uh, wait. Anything else you wanted to say about this entrance and Jagafell being so awesome and his interaction with Jaina? He, obviously, connection. Yeah. This is a connect, going to be a connection in the story, however, however long or short or complicated it becomes, or not. Mm-hmm. He walked directly to her with eye contact from the stage of all the most famous people in the galaxy. Yeah, and after the talk with the um, with the politicians, he and dismissing them essentially, destroying them. Yeah, very uh, embarrassing. He he goes with he actually has actual words that are not not necessarily pompous or ahead of himself, but we're gonna do good here he has like yeah. a heart to heart with her yeah. almost as much but as a military guy they, can they lock eyes again and exchange vows mm-hmm. chapter title lessons learned oh, i used that one before on other things <laughs> i could dig it up i could tell you what chapter i don't know i know it i i should have went with white hot <laughs> i underlined both those words because i was leaning so hard into that because he's a chiss mm-hmm. they're famously Blue-skinned, red-eyed, white-haired. He's a human living among aliens. That was part of his speech, too. Yeah. Don't call me racist. I'm the outsider where I come from. I'm the one who gets racisted on. Yeah, I earned what I got. Yeah. Dick. I earned the respect. Your turn. Sorry. Back to my chapter title. Not white hot. Sorry to disappoint you all and myself. Jagged fell. Oh, okay. That's it. That's all. synonymous. His name's written in there. And just like that, four short chapters of work. We've got the New Republic, the Imperial, the Jedi, and some Chiss. All teamed up just like that. Easy peasy. Mm-hmm. Teamed up to trounce the Yuzhan Vong at Ithor. If we don't win here, we may never Stop them. Never ever? Find out next week when we cover New Jedi Order, Book 3, Dark Tide 2, Ruin, Chapters 25 through 28. I'm Justin. I'm Tim. Jagged Foul. Jagged Foul. Jagged Foul. You're so amazing. I'll say why not. For any comments and questions, you can hit us up at forevercanonpodcast at gmail.com. Forever Canon Podcast is a Jay Plazer production. Catch us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitch, Twitter, and YouTube at Jay Plazer. Check us out.